0: To another episode of The Hitchcock Minute. Each week, Movies by Minute's hosts examine the 1959 Alfred Hitchcock directed thriller North by Northwest, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm Dave Forsythe.
1: And I'm Todd Lucas.
0: We are the eventual hosts of the movie that's set in the future, so why isn't the podcast coming out in the future? It is, that's the answer. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow Minute. <laughs> but today we're here to talk about Minute 64. Of North by Northwest, which opens with Thornhill shaving and, uh, ends with Eve definitely not noticing Leonard. Totally not. Definitely. She would never. No. We sort of continue from last minute, uh, Thornhill in the restroom and Thornhill courageously looks over his shoulder in the direction that the cops went, um, as he's finishing applying a shaving cream. We hear some, some more good Foley work of, uh, the banging of stall doors as cops, check in the sh- shitters off screen. Sorry, the, uh, ch- <laughs> check, the, uh, stalls, the stalls off screen. Uh, sorry, Jim, I'll edit that out. The, uh, shot cuts in closer on Thornhill's in, and, Thornhill and his neighbor it's still showing us their faces in the mirror. But it, so it, it, essentially Cary Grant's back is filling the center of the mirror, but then we get their reflections stage, right. And stage laughter. Yeah. So as they, Continue to, sh- to shave, so we get more of that very effective, reflective shot of them.
1: Yeah, Bernie still seems to be yeah. dead back there. <laughs> Bernie's camped it's good out to
0: know his, I mean, it's a legit place to nap. He's not like laying on the floor of the men's room. There's like a, a leather lounger for him yeah. back there to 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 take. Maybe that's one of the fifty cent stools. I don't know. I'm
1: sure, I'd give you fifty cents for one of those at work yeah, someday. If it Come is, on. it's
0: totally <laughs> worth it. So uh, without. Changing the shot uh, in the mirror, we see the cops leave the bathroom they're at sort of different levels of hustle, right? We get the, the first cop chugging out of there, and the second one's like, man, we didn't find it. They're not even, you know.
1: Yeah, a little bit different energy. They come busting in like they're they're intending to just smash the stalls down, and then they leave you know, a little more right. tail between the legs. I think they came in the, the restroom as their last resort. It's the last place in the yeah. building. Where else did they go first is yeah, what right. I want to know.
0: They come in like the SWAT team and they leave like the evidence text. So
1: and it had to have been a moment. I mean, it, it is a good sign that that was the last place they went because Thornhill did manage to effectively ditch the the outfit. I'm right. sure it's in the suitcase where his suit came out of, but you know, he had, was able to get dressed to where he looked convincing and you know, that had to take two minimum. minutes minimum. Yeah. And you know, for him it was probably more like five or six. He's so, sort of a pretty boy. Yeah, just a little bit.
0: Um, but yeah, he's so he, he's managed to put on this outfit and get out all of his shaving gear and get it get his face half half lathered. But yeah, here we sort of cut to oh, this is the the gag of of the scene, right? Right. The neighbor's using a a very manly straight razor uh, and appears to be appears to be very efficient and practiced at this whole face shaving thing. Thornhill reaches for some sort of I guess it's a travel razor. Do you think maybe it's Eve's razor?
1: It's, it's Eve's travel razor. Yes. It's for touching up her Ah, armpits or her legs. I'm sure it's, um, but it's a
0: travel razor with a tiny little blade, um, an even tinier handle. And Thornhill takes a, a single swipe down his cheek with it. And His neighbor gives him this, like this comedic reaction to it, sort of stares back with open mouthed wonder. What
1: on earth is that?
0: (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, Thornhill, without even averting his eyes, uh, be, you know because they're in the mirror, he, Thornhill can see that his neighbor is being incredulous, and he brings the tiny razor right up in front of his uh, neighbor's face so he can give it a good look. The, the neighbor does this sort of great indignant eyebrow raise and returns to his own face.
1: His eyebrow acting <laughs> yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. yeah, which is weird. I just noticed today that my eyebrows don't move the way I think they do when I feel like I'm emoting with my eyebrows. <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, there was a mirror nearby when I was talking with someone. I'm like, huh, they really don't move very much. Oh, well, (laughs) this guy, on the other hand, he's he's got the the
0: benefit of having the mirror there the whole time. So he knows exactly how much his eyebrows moving. In fact, they probably did like eight or nine takes this and Hitchcock was like, more eyebrow. You know, that's, that's, that's my Hitchcock (laughs) impression. It's terrible. (laughs) Yeah. I I made him sound like some sort of weird cowboy, but he's.
1: Well, he would be some sort of weird cowboy if he were a cowboy. He
0: he would be the weirdest of cowboys.
1: You'd think he'd at least have to be the sheriff, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. Uh, Yeah. So the the neighbor gives great eyebrow and sort of a huff. Actually, he kind of gives him like a double eyebrow, like gives him the right eyebrow a little and then the left eyebrow a lot. But then.
1: Yeah, he he waggles
0: the whole thing. Well, he, he keeps the left eyebrow up because he's he's working on that side of his face, right? So he's pulling that skin tight yeah. and making all kinds right. of funny faces and gives him that sort of, can you believe this guy look? But then, uh, Thornhill sort of returns the sassy look and, uh, it shaves the philtrum, the little, the ridge in your nasal, you know, right there between your lip and your, in your nose gives that one, one good right with the, with the tiny little razor.
1: Yeah. What is that supposed to be about? I mean, most people don't grow a lot of hair there yeah. in the first place. So oh, that's like the first place you go. Cause all it really did was made, it gave him a, a, <laughs> yeah. a Hitler mustache and and he seems amused with himself when he does it, you know, slightly like he, like he's playing, like it's yeah. just for fun.
0: It's, he's definitely putting on a show for this.
1: Hitchcock probably just said, Hey, okay, shave a little bit. We'll, we'll, we'll record quite a bit of it and yeah. see what yeah, we we'll want.
0: to a, uh, Some like a reverse Hitler stash, right? It's, he's, he's, he's clean yes, shaven exactly. only in that spot right there. so, um, funny. <laughs> I mean, he's fairly clean shaven all over cause he, I mean, it's been a day, but.
1: Well, yeah, but he's got the shaving cream on. So he's literally in white <laughs> right, face, right? which is kind of a big deal for him. Cause he's got that tan going on and yeah, he puts that on and you know, that's, that's a whole different kind of white. Yeah. So when he, when he does the, you know, the, the shaves is filter from there. It, it, it looks more like facial hair.
0: Yeah. Agreed. It's a funny look. It's, it, it adds a little <laughs> bit to this yeah. slightly comedic scene here. So.
1: You have to have that gag moment because we just had the angsty mu- uh, music last minute and, uh, you know, I need to calm down after right. that a little bit. So this was fun.
0: Right. I think this maybe this was meant to, like, heighten the sense that he is now home free, right? Like,
1: Yeah, it's supposed to be giving, you know, it gives you relief from the last bit of tension. It gives you the direction that, that Hitchcock wants you to be looking. He thinks, you know, he's he's, you know, as all good directors are doing in this sort of movie, they're misdirecting you. Yeah. Right. And and he's constantly giving little bits of misdirection in every direction. Oh, yeah. So I mean, it's this is
0: this is a twisty turny thriller for sure. So um so yeah, I think this is meant to to make us feel safe for Thornhill, right? Or or make us feel smart for Thornhill, right? Like he is outsmarted the cops. In this instance, again, well, I
1: feel smart for well, Eve and sure. I, I feel, uh, you know, happy that he did what he <laughs> yeah, was told. Right. So
0: yes, right. It's he, he's safe. She is smart. There we are. We're, that's, that's the point we're at. So, so from the, from the bathroom, we cut to a shot of the main hall of the train station, um, with a row of very fancy wooden phone booths, uh, protruding, uh, from protruding into the frame from the left. We can see Eve is seated in the foreground booth, so the booth that's closest to the camera. She's on the phone, and there's a gaggle of people on a bench in the background. At least a couple of the ladies are in, in fur stoles, and there's a guy at the end of the bench reading the paper. He looks like he's about to steal everybody's lunch money. He certainly looks like the, the <laughs> ne'er-do-well of, of the scene. As the scene cuts to an angle that's facing the front of the booths, we're, we're pulled in close on Eve's booth, um, It occupies the center of the screen and, and through the closed door, the glass in the door, we can see her talking, but we can't hear what she's saying or who she's talking to, uh, but we can see her making notes with a, with a slim little golden pen and making lots of uh, empathetic head nods to indicate that she understands what's going on. And the camera starts a, a slow truck to the right, and we're going to essentially get a tour of the rest of the people in this bank of booths. So we see... A man in in the next booth over, uh, doing pretty much the same thing as Eve, only uh, with head nods. The third booth contains a smoker dangling an unlit cigarette from his lips as he talks. Uh, he's ready to light Good it. Good idea. Yeah, he's ready to. It's light a wooden up. booth. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a wooden booth with maybe flammable lacquer. Who knows?
1: Yeah, he could light himself up pretty well in there, and or just asphyxiate himself because it's not very big.
0: Oh, yeah, and I mean he he literally has an open flame in his because his is um, he's got the cigarette dangling in his uh, in his mouth, and in, in, in his right hand, he's um, got this lighter that's got a very tall, skinny flame on it. Um, so yeah, he's he's ready to burn the whole place down. But I, you know, <laughs> different culture, everybody was smoking back then, right? So they they knew what to do with their lighters. the uh, The fourth booth is an older, more dour-looking woman, sort of in an in an all-black outfit and a hat, and likely she's into her on her way to a funeral i don't know that's just a guess she's disagreeing with whomever is on the other end of the call though and finally we see leonard in the last booth uh he's facing out of the booth so he's sort of you know not not facing the phone but he's got his body turned away so he's facing out of the the closed doors but we can see directly into his face from, through the glass um and he's really well lit uh, for some reason so
1: gotta make sure we know who it is yes
0: right you, you can't have any question that this is your uh, this is your co-conspirator, right? So he's being as demonstrative as Eve was, but he's waving around with his free hand and instead of nodding his head. So
1: he does seem to be making odd gestures. Let's—I'm I, I, not really sure what I would be saying if my hand were making those movements. I mean, first he's—you know—he's pointing, shaking it and then looks like he's pointing to a second thing but then he turns his hand upside down which makes it more like he's asking a question i'm pretty sure we know that that's not what's going on
0: yeah to me it kind of looks like he's he's going through a list of of instructions like this and then you know he's kind of giving that circular motion like like sort of a circular away from him gesture like this and then this and then this and then this Okay, all right, I'll buy that. That's my reading, could be wrong. We we can't hear what any of them are saying, so it's really open to interpretation at this point. So it's one of those things that sort of, like as it pulls across and it's revealed that it's Leonard, you feel like a slight raise in the tension. You're like, oh no, he's there. Are they going to get caught? Until you maybe stop and think about it a little bit. Um, And you're like, wait, who was he talking to? Who was she talking to? Oh, they were probably talking to each other. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's a retrospect sort of, (laughs) sort of thing. But like you said, we, we know that they're affiliated, but we just, we aren't sure how closely yet at this point there's a cut back to the shot, uh, of the whole bank of booths again, this time, sort of from the side of Eve's booth. It's, it's tighter this time with less of, you don't see the background of or the background gaggle of actors. And then uh, a quick cut back to a glamour shot of Leonard. We see him give one more gesture and then wrap up his conversation by placing the receiver back in the hook. And yeah, kids ask your parents. That's how you ended calls back in the day. <laughs> and uh, then we go back to Eve's side um, as she hangs up her phone as well. Um, she stands and exits the booth. And as we see her moving out, we see Leonard doing a, a matching move. So it. it 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 more closely like this is less coincidence now right we see them sort of doing the same things at the same time
1: right we're supposed to really know now yes right i mean if you if you didn't figure it out before because you were told uh you figured it out now because you were told again (laughs) right and 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 if you were in any doubt that it was you know a coincidence that they were using the same bank of phones and they were both getting up at the same time they very obviously don't look at each other. Right. I mean, Leonard looks all over the place, but never to his right, right. where she's standing.
0: Yeah. So he, he looks all around very quickly. His eyes are sort of darting around. But then when, when he, he does, he, right, he doesn't look at her. And when he turns to leave, it is directly away from her. So um, and away from the camera as well. So in, into the lobby. And then we see Eve sort of standing there very intently futzing with her, her pen and her notepad. So.
1: Right. Yeah. Her, her version of covering for it is a lot more natural, a lot more believable. I mean, she just looks down, she's finishing her business and she starts tearing her piece of paper and then we're done with our minute.
0: You have to sort of hope that Thornhill is slow as a slow shaver at this point, right? Like, yeah. cause if he, if he'd come out and been looking for her, he would have spotted her and then he would have noticed this very tall gentleman who had threatened his life before. So yeah, it's a, a very close proximity uh, to one another. I think that it was pretty risky of them to to have those conversations right there.
1: What do you think would have happened if uh, Thornhill had come out too soon and seen Leonard?
0: I honestly think he's love struck enough that he would have rushed to her aid. <laughs> you know, uh,
1: I'm I'm guessing you know, just like his other plans, it, it would involve extra police involvement,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, it's it's entirely possible. So, I don't know. I The other question I had here is, how, how did they know each other's phone booth numbers?
1: I'm going to guess that, uh, you know, Leonard being Leonard, he actually went and got the number off of that phone and had already given her some sort of a prearranged uh, deal the night before saying, go to that particular one yeah, so that he would call her while she was sitting there.
0: Or maybe, you know, we're so far out of phone bank culture that there's something we don't know. Like, all the numbers are are in sequence, right? Like, so this is, like, Bensonville 5200, and the one down at the other end is Bensonville 5204 or something like that.
1: Mm, sure, but um, if, if you look... It's, you know, kind of hard to, to see it at this resolution, but if you look at the, the center of the dials, yes, kids, there were dials on these things. Rotary dials. Uh, yeah, right. Yes. There there's, there's a white rectangular patch. That is actually where the phone number on a public phone would have been printed.
0: Yeah. So you just a quick look through the window, you'd, you'd probably see it. You wouldn't have to go in. Yeah. Depending on how good your eyesight was, right?
1: She could have sat down at one and he could have just walked passed and got the number and then found any other one and sat down and called her. So yeah. I'm, I'm sure they, you know, they kind of had it worked out a little bit ahead of time. I mean, this is not the first time right. that the two have worked together right. as we find out. So I'm, I'm sure they have kind of a, you know, at least some vague operating procedure going on.
0: Right. And, and these aren't your like, you know, regular day job people who have suddenly found themselves embroiled in this scheme, right? <laughs> these are professional schemers. So
1: Right. Yeah. You know, we, we've we've got our our knife. He's in the bathroom still. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the The mark is busy shaving his face, so. All right. Well, I think, you know, unless you want to comment on the uh, the nice maple finish on these phone booths a little, I think I think that's mm. about all I have. You know,
1: it's maple. How did you find I, out that I, was maple? I,
0: I have no idea. It just <laughs> looks kind of mapley to me. Gotcha. It
1: looks like a curly maple. All right. A curly maple. The only kind of maple I know about is on the the tops of guitars.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say on the tops of pancakes, but yeah.
1: (laughs) No, I know that one too, unfortunately. (laughs) But uh, no, I don't know what it looks like so much as uh,
0: what it tastes like. It's sort of brown and viscous. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, sorry. All right, well, let's wrap it up before we get into pancake minute. Yeah, you can find... The Hitchcock Minute Podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Google Play, or at the main site, HitchcockMinute.com. You can connect with us and all of the other hosts on social media at The Man on Washington's Nose on Facebook and on Twitter at Hitchcock Minute. Join us for Minute 65 of North by Northwest tomorrow on Hitchcock Minute. Goodbye, Mr. Thornhill, wherever you are.